You're now in the huddle with Coach Call's Timeout. Welcome to episode 42 of the podcast. Another edition of the first quarter, your 12-minute coaching helper, and I'm your host, Dan Jonker. Today we're going to jump right into it. I have my brothers Brian and Brady again, and we're talking about building culture. And we each give one item we would focus on when building team culture. You can follow along at coachcallstimeout.com slash 42. Let's talk about culture. What kind of things should you focus on as a coach to build culture? Brian, what do you guys do for your team? Ours, I would say, is summed up in one word, and that's positivity. Um, we, we preach, talk about daily, emphasize, focus on um, staying positive. Regardless of the situation, regardless of anything, we, we focus on staying positive with each other and ourselves. Because I think that's a massive challenge. And if you watch like us, when you like when you break one finger, you got nine more. Don't worry about it. Sure, sure. <laughs> That's a positive, right? That's a positive. No, honestly, though, I think if you, um, it's what we we believe in. Um, we we move forward. We don't focus and dwell on things that were in the past. And for us, uh, a big, big, big part of what we do, um, we believe, anyways, to be successful is to remain positive. So. Uh, we've we've got to find maybe, maybe you choose to ignore some of the negative stuff versus saying, "Hey, I broke my finger. I got nine good ones." You just, oh, the guy's hurt. We got to move on. You know, let's go. So we'll how do you how do you balance that with being realistic as well, though? Like sometimes sometimes there's just situations where sure you can find a positive, but you're just ignoring the problem. I'm not saying you you ignore problems. I'm saying. It's imperative that you stay positive through all situations, and it's up to the coach to deal with if there's if there's problems. I mean, again, it comes back to communication, but uh, I'll give you a perfect example. I mean, we had as tough a back-to-back um, road trip as we could have in our league Friday and or Thursday and Friday this week, and uh, we went on the road, and we're, we're not using many guys right now, six, seven tops usually. And the first night we battled right to the end in a really hard-fought war and lost a close game. And then the second night had to go on the road again against another really top-flight opponent, a, a ranked nationally te- uh, nationally ranked uh, team. And uh, they didn't play the night before, so they're waiting for us. And uh, we got down 20 early in the fourth quarter, and we could have easily caved, and we didn't. And we got it all the way back to seven, and ultimately ended up losing by eight. But so those are two losses. But for us, they were real positive, and we've got a young, young group. When we do something special here in the future, I'm going to look back on on that second game in particular of the back-to-back in a loss and realize that that probably was the time where it said to me that we're good enough and we're tough enough and we can do this. And that's the message that was given to the guys after the second game. Yeah, I think that that's one of your superpowers is positivity. There's not many college university head coaches that are able to honestly say that, you know, they don't yell at their players a lot. <laughs> like, you look at NCAA, and when guys make mistakes, they get subbed off instantly. They get yelled at. They get berated. It's not a culture, sorry, it's not a level of basketball that has that kind of culture in it. And I've, I've always admired that about your teams and you, you're, you yourself is that you stay positive. The only people you really yell at are the, 
the guys and girls wearing stripes <laughs> and, and that's usually justified. Um, but it's very rare at that level, very rare. So how do you continue to do that? Like what's your, what's the motivation behind, you know, there's gotta be times where someone makes a brutally bad mistake for the fifth time in a row. How do you still stay positive? Okay. But what's the benefit of being negative? I mean, I, I, I can rarely see a benefit in being negative about a situation. I'm not saying you don't deal with that guy who's made the mistake for the fifth time. I mean, you've, you've got to come out. You've got to communicate. You've got to tell him, listen, we, we just can't have this anymore. It's, it's detrimental to what we're doing, and I can't play if you're going to continue to do that, whatever the message is. But the fact of the matter is, it's not going to change that it just happened. So why am I going to compound things by, you know, being yeah. negative and, and sending messages that potentially could adversely affect the future? It's over. Move on. So why can't we remain positive? And what I thoroughly expect from the guys is to pick that guy up, slap him on the butt and say, don't worry about it. There's nothing worse than the culture of, of lead by fear, motivate by fear. I cannot stand that. Yeah, I don't see the positive of that. And, and to be fair, I think there's less and less of that as years go by. Generationally, I think that that's, I mean, back in, you know, the early Bobby Knight days, um, that was not just Bobby Knight, that was prevalent as a culture. You talk to our parents, and they never talked back to a teacher. And if they got in trouble at school, they wouldn't tell their parents because their parents would give it to them worse than the teachers gave it to them. There was a lot of fear. And as the years have gone on, um, that's been less and less. And I think now we're getting to a stage where um, it certainly doesn't work with with today's youth. If anything, it turns them off of the sport and uh, makes them unconfident, if you will. And that just leads to more mistakes or unhappiness. Brady, one word. What would your number one item be in building culture? Honestly, I'm going to stick with Brian. I I think it's positivity. It, It matters. It's so important. I've played for so many coaches that are just negative and exactly what you said, lead by fear. And what does it do? It doesn't doesn't do anything. Say you make five turnovers. What are you gonna you gonna not make another turnover because the coach yelled at you? You're probably gonna make more turnovers because you're playing scared. My number my number one thing would be effort. That would be my culture. Effort. Everything you do is full of effort and hustle. That's how you get better. I think I think another big thing is is adaptability, just from the players and the coaches standpoint to build the culture. You have to be willing to adapt to to what you have and who you have and be willing to change so that the culture will remain the same. So what other items can we help coaches kind of who don't have a culture? What other items could be important? We've talked about effort. We've talked about positivity, adaptability. Uh, What other items? Communication. Everybody talks to each other. I think though I think there's you're pointing out lots of different things, but let's not confuse it. I, you can't be everything. So as a as a program or whatever you're going to choose, you need to choose something that you believe in strongly, and that needs to be your thing. I, I mean, and you need to focus it and be better at it than everybody else. And you can't waver. You can't be like a all hustle, all hustle, all hustle, and then all of a sudden you're like, no, let's focus on defense now. <laughs> right. And, and there's some, there's lots of people who would who would predicate or uh, make their 
their culture, a defensive culture or a rebounding culture. You know, and those things are great and that's all fine. But whatever you are, you need to believe in it. You need to push it. You need to emphasize it. You need to instill it. You need to demand it. And and if you do all Make those goals around them, if you do all those things, believe me, that you, your team will respond. And if that's you know whatever you've chosen, then then make it your culture and be it. And I don't think it's something where you can just wake up one day and say, "Hey, I think we want to be this." You know, I, it's really funny. You you can see in a lot of cases what people emphasize and what you know why they're good at things. You know, Bo Ryan when he was coaching Wisconsin for all those years, you knew two things: they were never going to turn the ball over, and they made all their free throws. And like I can't believe it's just because you know he's only recruiting people who don't turn the ball over and make their free throws. It's because it's what they emphasize and what they felt was important, and they're two key elements of winning games. So his teams. Didn't turn the ball over, and they made their free throws. Other teams you watch, you know that their coach emphasizes rebounding because every year they're one of the best rebounding teams. You know, there's teams who focus on pressure, like West Virginia, and you say that's that's their culture. Is they're going to get after you no matter what, and from generation to generation, that's what we're going to do. Okay, so we've talked about adaptability as a good thing. Should you be adapting your culture year by year based on your players? If you don't have the ability to recruit what you ultimately want your your um, your culture to be, then I think you need to be adaptable. Or in my case, if my culture is built around positivity, I don't. It doesn't matter what players I have. My systems might adapt, uh, need to be changed and adapt, but my culture isn't. My culture is still be positive. That includes body language. That's tough. Hundred hundred percent. Hey, listen. <laughs> When yeah. when you when you watch my teams play, I'm not saying they're perfect, right? And yeah. I'm not saying that at all. There are definitely times. Listen, I can recruit great players with poor body language, and then when they get to our program, we're still going to emphasize a hell out of positivity, and I'm going to try and work with that person to improve the body language. And I can promise you, they do. Okay, if it's emphasized and they believe in it, and you sell it, they will. And and our best player right now is a is a very good example. His body language from the beginning of the year to now, his leadership from the beginning of the year to now, and he's a first-year player, um, is extremely improved. And it's only going to continue to get that way because he's now bought in. And it's funny. He came back He came back after the Christmas break and said he had a good talk with his mom, and he realized that he hadn't completely bought in. And he promised that from that day forward, he was all in. And he's been nothing but a dream. And, I mean... But that's you got to emphasize that stuff and what you want on a regular basis. Yeah, it needs to be talked about. It can't just be first day, here's what I want you guys to focus on. It's got to be daily, 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 daily. There you have it. Let us know what you think. I'd love to hear what you focus on when you're building your team's culture. You can reach us at Twitter. Our handle is at CoachCallsTime. Or you can go to the show notes for this episode, coachcallstimeout.com slash 42, and leave a comment. If you like what you heard today, please share it with another coach. And while you're at it, let them know about coachcallstimeout.com. We have over 200 free plays, drills, practice plans, and tips for coaches of all ages and skill levels. No registrations, no logins, just jump right into it. We hope you have a great week of basketball, and we'll talk to you again next week.